Mesech's Trumas Perek Vav Mishnah Hentel Perek Zayim Mishnah Base. The focus of the sixth Perek is the punishment of Karen Vachaymesh. When a non Kohen needs to pay the value plus a fifth if he ate Truma unintentionally. Now we learned at the beginning of the Perek that when he pays the Karen Vachaymesh, he has to pay using Chulin produce. He can't pay with Truma produce because that's like paying a debt with somebody else's property, with the Karnim's property. And we're going to see in our Mishnah now that he is also not able to pay with produce which was never obligated in tithes at all. And this is learned from the Posuk which says, It's talking about somebody who eats truma unintentionally, and it says that his punishment is that he needs to, that he needs to give to a Kohen the holy produce. And what this means is he needs to give to a Kohen produce which could have become sanctified, i.e. it could have become truma, for example meaning it was obligated in the tithes. And because of that, Ein Meshalmim, one is not able to pay the Karen Vachimesh from something which was never obligated in tithes at all. So never had the potential to become sanctified as Truma. And these things include when a Leket, from Leket, which is dropped stalks of grain, which are given to the poor. Umina Shikha and forgotten bundles. That's another thing which goes to poor people. Umina Peah, that's a corner of one's field which he needs to leave for the poor. Umina Hefka and something which was ownerless at the time that it was harvested. All these things were not obligated in the tithes and therefore they cannot be used to pay the Karen Vachimesh. And now the Mishnah adds another one onto the list. Mycerician is the tenth of one's produce which goes to a levy, and once the levy receives the Mycerician, he has to separate another tenth of that and give it to a coin as Trumus Mycer. Now, until the levy has given the Trumus Mycer from the Mycerician, he certainly cannot use that Mycerician to pay the Kerimachimesh, because that is considered untithed produce because he still needs to separate Trumus Mycer from it. So certainly you would not be able to separate, um, to give the Karim from Maiserishan, from which the Trumas Mice has not been separated. But the Mishnah says that even Velomi Maiserishan Shanitla Turumasai, even once the Trumas Mice has been taken from the Maiserishan, even then it cannot be paid as the Karen Vachimesh. Now the reason for this is not so clear. Some understand that it's learned from a posuk which says that Venechsham Lachem Turumaschem, and that posuk is basically giving the status of Truma to Maiserishan. Or at least my serration is somehow cooled trimmer in certain instances. And because of that, just like you're not able to pay the Karen Vachimesh with trimmer, so too you would not be able to pay it with my serration, even once the trimmer's Maisa has been separated from it. Furthermore, the Roman Maisashani of a Hekdash, one may not pay the Karen Vachimesh from my Sashani, which is a tenth of one's produce, which he takes up to Yerushalayim and eats over there, or from Hekdash, which is produce designated to the base Hamikdash, or not just produce, anything. So of course he can't use these two things to pay, because they have sanctity to them, so you can't use them to pay a debt. However, the Mishnah says that even Shaniftu, even if these things were redeemed onto money, which means that you transfer their status onto the money, and that produce itself, the Maiseshani or the Hekdash produce, would become like regular Chulin. Even then you can't use it to pay the Karen Vachimesh, so why not? So says the Mishnah, She'ein HaKodesh Podesh HaKodesh. Some Mishnahists read She'ein Hekdash Podesh Hekdash, the meaning is the same, that something which was holy, and when we say holy here we mean something very specific, we mean that it belongs, as it were, to Hashem. It's known as Momen Govoya, money or property of the High One, and it means that it's not really belonging to the owner. And at least according to this opinion, Maiseshani, although the owner can eat it, it's still not considered his own property, and of course Hektish is not considered one's own property. So something like that, even once the sanctity has been removed, 
they still may not be used as payment for the Karen Vachimesh. Divrab Meir, that is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, Vachachom Matirim Bo'elu. However, the Chachom permit these last two cases of Maisashini and Hektash, because according to them, although it's true that while they are considered Mom and Gavoya, as long as they are actually Maisashini or Hektash, then you can't use them as payment. But once they've been redeemed, then their status is totally removed from them. So according to the Chachomim, they're just like regular Chulin, and they can be used to pay the Karen Vachomesh. Adam Afarshim explained that the Chachomim are arguing on more cases, but that is the simple way of understanding. Mishnah when it comes to paying the Karen Vachomesh, Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yezer says, One is allowed to pay from a different produce from that which he ate. For example, if let's say he ate barley, of trimmer, he can pay back the Karen Vachimesh in wheat. He doesn't have to compensate the Kohen in exactly what he took. However, if he is going to change what he's giving back, he can only do so as long as he pays from something which is better quality on behalf of what he ate, which would be worse quality. So in the example which we gave where he ate barley trimmer, either you can pay exactly the same thing, barley, and then it could be exactly the same quality, but if he pays from something else, then he needs to pay from a species which has better quality. For example, wheat. Wheat is considered a better quality grain than barley. Rabbi Akiva, however, Rabbi Akiva says, One is only allowed to pay back the Karen Vachomesh if he pays the exact species which he ate. And we're going to see in a few moments the reasons for Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Akiva. But before we do that, the Mishnah adds, the Fichach, therefore, according to Rabbi Akiva, that you have to pay from exactly the same species. If somebody ate kishurim, which is some sort of vegetable most commonly translated as gourds, if somebody ate those kishurim on the year before Shemitah, Shemitah is once every seven years, when one is not allowed to work the land. So if somebody ate trimmer of kishurim on the year, the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, so just before Shemitah, and one unique characteristic of kishurim is that at the end of the year, they get very hard and barely edible. And because of that, they're not fit to be paid back as compensation for the trimmer, because they're no longer really edible. So he can't pay back at the end of the sixth year. So ordinarily, he'd pay back after the next harvest. But the next harvest will be in Shemitah. And the halacha is that produce which grows during Shemitah has special sanctity, and it cannot be used to pay off debts. So because of that, it comes out that Yamtim the Kishuin Shemit Soishaviyas Vishalamehen. He'll need to wait until the Kishuin of the year following Shemitah grow, and then pay from those Kishuin, and in that way he'll be paying the same type of species, and it'll also be edible, and they won't have special sanctity, which is preventing them being used to pay the Karen Vachomesh. So the Mishnah went a bit sidetracked, explaining a consequence of the Machlekes. But now we're going to see the reasons for Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. From the place, from the same source that Rabbi Eliezer derives his leniency, that one is allowed to pay from other produce, Mishon, from that exact same posuk, Rabbi Akiva Machmer, Rabbi Akiva rules strictly that you need to pay with the same type of produce. Shenemar, as, as the posuk says, the Nosan Lakoin es HaKodesh. He needs to give the Kohen the holy produce. So what does the holy mean? So according to Eliezer, Kol is Kodesh, anything which is fitting to be Kodesh, to become Trimmer, which basically means anything which is obligated in tithes, that can be used to pay. The Torah does not specify that it has to be the exact same thing which you took. 
So to Rabbi Yezda, that's Sipin Rabbi Yezda. However, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, no, what does the Pasuk of Venosin Lakonis HaKodesh mean? What holy produce? It means HaKodesh, the holy produce. What's the holy produce? It's specific. It's Kodesh She'ochal. It's the exact holy produce which he ate. He has to pay back the exact same species. So Rabbi Akiva is using the same Pasuk to derive a totally opposite opinion to Rabbi Yezer. Perik Zion. The focus of this Perik is now going to be somebody who eats Trumah on purpose. Now, the punishment for a non-Kohen who eats truma intentionally, on purpose, is Malchus. Lashes from the basin, and as well as that, he's also punished by Misa Shomayim, by death at the hands of Hashem. So the basin, the court, would not put him to death, but the punishment is an untimely death from Hashem. So the Mishnah introduces this law, Eichel Truma Mezid, one who eats truma intentionally, and this means that, number one, he knows that it's truma. number two, he knows it's forbidden to eat truma for a non-Kohen to eat truma. And number three, he knows that the punishment for eating truma is misobideshomayim, death by the hands of Hashem. However, in this case, he did not know, and he was not warned, that if he does that, he will receive malchus, lashes. And the halacha is that a punishment delivered by Bastin, such as lashes or death by the hands of Bastin, can only be delivered if the person was warned not to do it, and what the punishment would be if he does it. Now, had he been warned about the malchus, then the Basin would have given him Malchus, and the Halacha is a very important rule. And that is Kim Lebedurabomine. And this refers to a situation in which somebody is liable to two different punishments, for example, lashes and paying. If it's for the same action, then he only receives the harsher punishment. Kim Lebedurabomine would give him the larger punishment. So in our situation, if he would have received Malchus, then he would not need to pay any Kohen money for the trimmer which he ate because he would have received the harsher punishment of lashes. The punishment on the body is viewed as harsher than a monetary punishment. However, since the situation is where he did not know about the Malchus, so he does not receive Malchus, and therefore he does need to pay the coin, so the Mishnah says, Mishalim esakeren, he needs to pay the actual value, the keren of what he ate to the coin. but ve'enim shalom esachimesh, he does not pay the added fifth. Because the Torah explicitly says that the whole punishment, or the whole concept and consequence of paying a chimesh, only applies to somebody who eats um, truma b'shoigeg, or as the Pesach says, b'shigoga, unintentionally. But if he does it on purpose, then he would not need to pay the added fifth. And one reason for this could be that the fifth is as an atonement, but it only suffices as an atonement if you did it by mistake. But if you did it intentionally, then that might not be enough to atone for you. Now the Mishnah says as well that hatashlumen, that which you're paying the Kohen now, this is only in order to compensate the Kohen. Nothing else. It does not gain truma sanctity, like it would in the case where you do it by mistake and you pay Karen v'choymesh. And therefore, the tashlumen chulen, the tashlumen remain chulen. And in Rotzah, if the Kohen wanted to forgive this person and say, you know, you don't need to pay me, then Moichel, he has the right to do so, because it's totally just for compensation. There's no atonement within the paying, and so it's purely monetary. So if the Kohen says, you know, you don't need to pay me, then indeed he will not need to pay him. Now the Torah, when mentioning this punishment of Chaymesh, says that a Zor, somebody who is foreign to Kahuna, so somebody who is not a Kohen, if he eats Truma, then he needs to pay a Chaymesh. And we learn from there that if somebody who is not allowed to eat, tr- to eat Truma, eats Truma, but for some reason he's not a Zor, we'll see what exactly that case would be, but he would not need to pay the Chaymesh. And the example of this which the Mishnah gives is Bas Kohen Shinesis Yisrael. A Bas Kohen, a woman who was born to a family of Kohanim, who then married a Yisrael. So as soon as she marries a Yisrael, just like the Yisrael cannot eat Truma, she also cannot anymore eat Truma. 
And therefore, if she does, Mishalem says a Karen, she does have to pay the Karen to Kayanim because that's compensation. But she does not need to pay the Chaymesh because although she's not allowed to eat Trimmer, she's not considered a Zar or a Zara because she was once a coin, so she's not considered foreign to Kahuna, and therefore she will not need to pay the Chaymesh. Furthermore, says the Mishnah, because she began as a Baskoyen, the Halach is that if a regular woman who is not a Baskoyen commits adultery, so she goes off with another man while she's married, her punishment is that she is killed by Beastin by the death called Chenek, strangulation. However, a Baskoyen who does so, that's considered more severe because she comes from a more um, sort of important and significant family of Kohanim. So her punishment is that she's put to death by Sarifa, which is burning, and that's considered more strict, a more severe form of death. So the Mishnah says that since she began as a Baskoyen, she remains a Baskoyen in that respect as well, and therefore she commits adultery and misalsa be Sarifa, she'll be put to death by burning. However, if this Baskoyen gets married to a man who she's not allowed to get married to, for example, a Mamzer, who is a man uh, who is born from illegal relations, so if she does that, then that means that she totally ends her kahuna status. So even if, let's say, her husband were to die, she would not be allowed to go back to her father's house to eat trimmer. Whereas had she got married to a regular man, she would. Which means that by getting married to this mamza, for example, she's showing that she is ending her kahuna status. So there are going to be two consequences of that. Number one, she would have to pay the keren as, as well as the chaymesh if she eats truma, because she is now considered foreign. And furthermore, she would be put to death by strangulation, which is the halacha for a regular woman, not a baskoyen. Says the Mishnah, all of this is divrab meir, that's the opinion of meir. However, the chachomim and the chachomim say, zoi v'zoi. In both cases, meaning even if she did get married to someone who she's not allowed to get married to, she would still need to pay the Karen, but she would not need to pay the Chaymesh, and she would be put to death by Sarefa. So according to the Chachomem, once a Baskoyen, always a Baskoyen. Even if she gets married to somebody who a Kohenes is not allowed to get married to, she still doesn't end her Kahuna status. She's still not considered foreign to Kahuna because she was once a Kohen, a Baskoyen, and therefore she would need to pay the Chaymesh. Sorry, she would not need to pay the Chaymesh, and she would be put to death by Sarifa, which is by burning.